Welcome to Beautifully Organized, the podcast that shares tips, tools, and hacks that make life easier for busy mothers. Today, I'm chatting with Charlie Golding, author of When the World Went Inside, a new book designed to help talk about COVID-19 with kids. Charlie is a mum of three who's been in lockdown for over two months, an experience no doubt many of us are familiar with. Written for children aged 3 to 10, When the World Went Inside tells the story of Theo, who is perfectly happy with his life until a virus comes to town and changes everything. Along with the rest of the world, Theo has to learn how to live life rather differently. The book ends on a message of unity and reassurance. I know as parents, things have been changing rapidly over the last couple of months, and so many of us are feeling stuck on how to discuss COVID-19 with our children in a way that keeps them informed but not scared. So that's why I'm really excited to have this book available and have Charlie with us today to talk about it. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me, Marissa. It's lovely to be here. I am so glad you're available for a chat because when I first saw this book, I have seen nothing like it. And, you know, it's funny because I didn't think of it until I saw that you had the book available. And then I was like, why didn't we have this right at the start? And it's one of those things, right, where we all realise how much we need it as soon as we see it. And I think exactly. a lot of us are going through the same thing, right? So you've got three kids. We have three kids. And it's really interesting that you said that because I never set out to write a book about COVID-19. At the beginning of 2020, this was not on the horizon for me at all. But this you know, crisis kicked off and I went looking for something exactly like you said to, to help my children digest what was going on. And I found fantastic resources that... They were resources for parents. They were resources that were quite technical to read and hints and advice. But I needed someone to take out that middle person for me and I needed someone to just give me a book, give me a bedtime story, let me sit down with the kids and read it. And I couldn't find that, so I wrote it. I am so glad you did. And that bedtime story way of handling that information like honestly it's the best way to do it because I just picture you know you know you sit down with your kids and it's nighttime they're about to go to bed that's when they come up with all the questions right oh but what about this what about that that's the moment absolutely yeah so to and have they take in the most yes yes so to have the book available makes I, I think it just you know it long term it teaches them what's happening right now it gives them that sort of level of I'm informed but I'm not scared, but also their remembering of how they learnt about this is going to be tied into a cosy memory that they have with their parents as well with that bedtime story reading or during the day story reading. And I just really think that's a beautiful way to have done it because we don't get that from watching the news. Even kid versions of the news are still very factual rather than talking about how people feel about things. And I think that's really, really important too. Thank you. I wanted it to be, on my website it says removing the fear one bedtime at a time. It wasn't ever going to be something that kids sat down, they read the story once and, oh, I've got nothing to worry about anymore. And, And neither is the book intended to answer every single question. You can't fit that in, in a fictional narrative for a child between the ages three of ten and the book takes about four minutes to read you have to respect the brain that you're talking to and the interests of the brain that you're talking to 
So for me, it was never about resolving every single question that that child might have, but it was about providing those children with the vocabulary to ask their own questions and to give parents that safety blanket, I suppose, or even the, the guidance and vocab themselves, that this is a safe conversation to have within our home. It's not something that's just really scary and we see on the news and it's frightening to go outside to. It's something that is happening, but there are precautions that we can take. And we can read this little book and it will just gently take us through, give us some tips, and more importantly, it's going to let me sit down and talk to whoever my carer is and answer my own questions in my own time. Yeah, I think that's really nice. And I love that it's the information is good and the way it's laid out is really good too. So there's beautiful illustration. There is a lot of information, but it's written in a way that it's like bite-sized on every page. But I think what struck me the most is how relatable it was because three to 10 is quite a big age bracket. And, you know, just between you know you and me and our listeners, I'm 41 and I found it really good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, the way it was written, it's almost like you get this sort of sense of calm at the same time as you're talking about this virus that popped up kind of out of nowhere, you know. And it's really, I think that relatability is what made me love it on site because it covered... It covered everything. It covered Theo's life before and then it talked about the new virus coming to town and then it talks about the things, you know, Theo's now missing out on and the things that are also good and the things that, you know, I think a lot of kids think about every day and it's, I don't want to give the whole book away, but I think parents are really going to find that when they read the book, the kids are going to be, they're going to spend a lot of time going, oh, that's just like me, oh, that's like me too, oh, that's what I was thinking. You know, a couple of key moments in the book, especially when the virus first comes, they're ones that I just saw popping up everywhere with kids in our neighbourhood and, you know, relatives of the family and kids in the school, same sort of thing. And I think that's really nice because you've managed to find something that has occurred to all families but put it in a way that makes them feel like they're not silly for worrying about stuff like that. Well, that happened for one very simple reason, and that's why the book was so easy for me to write. Um, a bit of backstory, I wrote the book, or at least the first version of the book, which didn't change drastically whilst cooking a roast dinner one lunchtime on Easter Sunday. And the only reason that it just flew so easily from picking up a pencil and writing down, you know, the first words of this is Theo. Um, it's because we were living it. I was in a house surrounded by children who were experiencing it. And we had been having those conversations throughout the days, week, coming up to me writing the book. So if I had sat down to try and write something about something really important, but not necessarily something that was literally within the four walls of my house, mm. it wouldn't have come so easily. And without being arrogant, I think that is what comes across in the book, is that it was our everyday life. And it wasn't just our everyday life, it was affecting nearly every child throughout the world, which is just a phenomenal cause and effect yeah. on everyone. I mean, and how often can we say that happens, right? Where every kid around the world is affected the same way at the same time. We can't. We can't. And that's what this has all been so new. And that's why we've all had to come over this huge hurdle together. It's because no one's 
for a very solid reason. No one's written a book about a pandemic before because we haven't lived a global pandemic. I say in the book at the at the very end when I you know I provide that resource for the kids and their parents together. It's okay that we don't know what we're doing. You can feel secure because pandemics end. They've happened in the past, but they haven't happened in yours or your parents' lifetime. But there have been them in the past and they've always gone away. And this time we're so much better prepared. Our doctors really have so much more information than they've ever had before. But I think it's okay that we all felt completely lost at the beginning of this and we had to create new resources that had never been needed before. And that's why this came about. Well, I'm so glad it did. I really think that it's so beneficial to the entire family and I'm actually really hoping that schools get copies as well for the kids who might not see it at home. I think it's a great resource to have for the future as well as for right now when we're living in the moment because there's going to be future kids who might be too young to remember it. This might be the only business that's ever started with this cross all my fingers and toes hope that there's not going to be a market for this for long. That's what I was hoping, you know, that That's it would just point. be done and there would be no sales because we wouldn't need it anymore. But as, you know, the next few weeks have gone to show, it's almost more important now that we have the book than, or that children have information like is involved in the book than we had you know, than, than when we were all in complete lockdown. Because when we were all in complete lockdown, parents, carers were there all the time. We have to keep our distancing. We have to wash our hands. We have to this, we have to that. But as of, I mean, in Victoria, next Tuesday, these kids are out, you know, <laughs> and they need to know what they need to do to keep themselves safe. And that's not rocket science, you know, we don't have to arm them with an overwhelming amount of information. We just need to get down into their psyche and very gently instill, this is why we take these very simple precautions because we can avoid this happening. And you know what? Even if COVID-19 does happen within our houses, within our homes, within our friendship groups, more than likely we're going to be okay. And that was the big thing for me as well, that this virus, my son was my son is three years old. He was heartbreakingly terrified at the beginning of all of this. He had a meltdown one day about going out on a bike ride. And I just thought he was being a three-year-old, you know, always, always having tantrums. But eventually I worked out, or he told me, he found the words to tell me that he didn't want to go outside because the virus was going to get him. He couldn't tell the difference between the virus as being this, basically a germ that we can take precautions to avoid. And this thing, this giant scary thing that was lurking behind bushes and was going to pounce out and get him. And that was really what propelled me to yeah. do it because I couldn't have that. <laughs> no. And you're right. It's happening everywhere. A lot of people, are, you know, it's almost like the virus has become a big scary monster in kids' imaginations because parents haven't known how much to talk about it or how much detail. And we really haven't known up until now, you know, what to expect ourselves. So, yeah, this is really good. And I think it's really good that your book covers 
the easing of restrictions as well as the virus and the lockdown. Because if it was just the virus and the lockdown, then we'd all be at a point now where we're like, okay, well, hopefully it's over. But you're mm-hmm. right, all that anxiety that comes with kids who are like, okay, now we're ste- stepping back out into the community. Now we are allowed to go and see grandma again. You know, there's a lot of kids who are like, I don't want to go and see them just in case, you know, a lot of that sort of residual, I now need to get back into life, but I'm really anxious about doing it. I love that that book covers that as well. And no one's immune. I'm not immune from that fear. You know, my daughter, my preppy goes back on Tuesday and it is that <gasps> I've had this safety blanket of lockdown and I, know, I knew within that time that I could keep us all, you know, literally locked down. But it is that step now where I have to know and I have to trust in her and the system that we have to get back to life. We have to all move on. And, yes, we're all going to learn from this. But that was, yeah, one, thank you for saying that one of the most important things for me is, 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 is literally one of the last pages of the book where you see all of these people and we've got young, we've got old, we've got people with different physical abilities chasing this virus away Mm. and we also are all going to come out of our own independent lockdowns at different times and I've had parents talking to me about that and saying you know my kid has a chronic condition does the book touch on the fact that for them it might be a bit of a longer step out of this and that is why I included the last three pages of the book which aren't even necessarily something that should be sat down and read to each child immediately after the, you know, the end of the story. But hints or subjects to cover within their own families. So at the end of the book, there's an information about the virus itself and what is it and what is the pandemic. There's information about how we can keep ourselves safe. And at the end of it, there's things to encourage the children to think about their own or parents to think about their own mental health and what you can do to stay safe and to keep mentally active and happy when you can't get outside and you can't do all the normal things because we're not quite there yet. We're not back to normal yet and neither are we should be. Yeah, I agree. Well, I love it so much. I'm so glad I found out about it and I wish you all the best with it. If for parents who do want to check out the book, um, is your website the best place to find it? Absolutely. So it's um, whentheworldwentinsidebook.com and I'm on the socials on Facebook, especially on When the World Went Inside. Wonderful. We'll include a link, a link with the podcast as well. And I know I've talked about it on Facebook too. So hopefully the more people see this, the better. It's hard copy and ebook, right? So they can pick whichever Maybe. one works. I'm an ebook fan because I like to buy and read straight away. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you have both options, one to put on the bookshelf and one to access as quickly as possible if you've been feeling Thank like you. you really need something. Yeah. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for being here today. I've had thank the best you, time Marissa. with you. It's been lovely. I appreciate it. I really appreciate all of your time and your enthusiasm. And I, one thing I have found from writing the book is the amount of reassurance and the amount of support that I have found in the small business community. It's just been wonderful. And thank you so much for everything. It's been wonderful talking to you today. You too. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Beautifully Organized. Don't forget to grab your organizing freebie at beautifullyorganized.com. We have lots of prints and other resources for you to help make your day a little smoother. 
If you like this podcast, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and every other major podcast platform. If you have a question or a topic you'd like me to cover, let me know. Send your request to marissa at beautifullyorganized.com. And if you'd like to chat more about mum life and getting a little more organized and making your life easier, head to facebook.com slash beautifullyorganizedmums. See you next time.